Hello, my name is Isaac Keith Martinez, and welcome to Isaac's Haunted Beard. Today we are going to talk about the four films that make up the alien, well, <laughs> some people refer to it as the alien quadrilogy, but I like to refer to it as the Ripley saga which I have to admit, I stole the concept from Star Wars, which refers to a large portion of their franchise as the Skywalker saga. Um, originally, when Alien had released a box set of the first four films, that box set was called the Quadrilogy. And since then, a lot of people refer to those four films as the Alien Quadrilogy, However, since then, more Alien films have been made, so we don't really refer to the Alien franchise as simply a quadrilogy, if you do want to actually use that term. But also, I think it needs to be pointed out that I don't think quadrilogy is a real word. Um, I think, and I, I could be wrong, you can look this up, I think the proper word is actually tetralogy, but I mean, <laughs> it could be wrong. Um, that's been known to happen, right? But the point is, the first four films in the Alien franchise are the films that is a continuing storyline that feature the protagonist uh, Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver. Now, there have been uh, more Alien films that have been released uh, post the fourth one, but for the sake of the conversation of this podcast, we're only going to talk about the first four films that all feature the Ripley character. Those first films of the, and as of right now, as of the publishing of this podcast, there are actually eight films from the Alien franchise, but those first four films are Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, and Alien Resurrection. I do want to start by saying something that's probably pretty obvious, and that's I'm a, I'm a big Alien fan. I really love the Alien films, and I'll get this out of the way. I even love the <laughs> unpopular entries in the Alien franchise. Now, um, I'm not going to try to convince you that those films are not worth their reputations, uh, mostly because I'm just going to focus on those first four films, even though there are some entries in that franchise that are also unpopular. But <clears throat> but um, I do want to say that I just think that the alien, I was going to say character, is it, is, it, is, it, is it fair to call a xenomorph a character? You know what I'm talking about. Let's call him a character. Um, I love I love the xenomorph character. I love or the creature. I love I love his look, its look. <laughs> um, I love the lore. I love the design. I love how scary. I mean, let's face it: the xenomorphs are genuinely scary. There are a lot of creatures slash killers in the world of horror and science fiction that we fans love 
But um, part of that love, part of that fandom that goes along with loving those characters is that, and maybe you don't specifically realize that this is happening to you, but after time, I think they stop being scary to us. In fact, quite the opposite. I think there sometimes gets to become a point where we love these characters so much that when we see them on screen, we almost cheer for them. And <laughs> I think, and maybe I'm just describing my personal relationship with seeing xenomorphs on screen, but I bet some people can, can agree with this. Um, I bet we have this in common. And that is that they remain scary. I think that, well, I mean, for starters, they're not given a personality. Well, they don't talk, <laughs> so we can't quote them. There's no popular lines that they say, but, um, but they look terrifying. And it, they're just these creatures that when you watch a movie, if you put yourself into the shoes of the character that's on screen and you you start to picture what would i do if i was in this situation xenomorphs are one of those characters that when you see them it's really really difficult to make a plan of like what you would do like obviously i would like obviously nothing i think you would probably just die and that's what makes them so terrifying is they're set up to usually win which of course is what also makes ripley such a terrific protagonist because she figures out ways in each film to defeat the xenomorphs or at least until the next sequel comes along where she's got to do it all over again <laughs> so what we're going to do here today is talk about the alien films which i think i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure because it's a pretty popular franchise you've seen them all. So I'm not going to feel guilty about mentioning spoilers. Okay. Now I will do this one movie at a time. I'm not so much going to go into the plots for the reason of thinking that I'm teaching you anything like, Oh, this is what this is about. In case you've never seen alien, this is what it's about. Cause I think you've seen alien, uh, more so I'm just reminding you what happens in these films. And then I'll give you my opinion about each movie and what I like about them. If I have any facts to share, I'll do so after that, and then we'll move on to uh, the film, the next film in the franchise. So let's start with Alien from the year 1979. The crew of the Nostromo land on a planet to answer a distress call. One of them gets a creature attached to his face while investigating the planet. The creature on his face impregnates him with an alien creature that bursts out of his chest later and one by one the alien kills all the members of the nostromo now the members of the nostromo do not have any weapons to defend themselves one of the members turns out to be an android that had a part in not only making sure the alien got on board but is doing his best to ensure the creature's survival. The secret mission all along was to get one of the aliens back to Earth so 
the Whalen Utami Corporation can study it for its weapons division. Sigourney Weaver plays Warrant Officer Ripley, who, along with her cat Jonesy, becomes the sole survivors of the Nostromo after killing the alien by blasting it into space when she opens an airlock door. So there you go. That's a reminder of what Alien was about. And I guess that was proof that I was comfortable with sharing some spoilers. But if you made the decision to listen anyway, and you've never seen Alien before, I still think you should. I highly recommend it, especially part one, because that's my favorite in the franchise. And I don't think anything can beat actually watching it, no matter how good, and let's face it, it wasn't that good <laughs> the way I described it, but no matter how good I described it, nothing can beat actually watching it. So why is Alien my favorite in the franchise? Well, let's start by um, recognizing that being that this is a story that takes place in outer space, featuring spaceships and aliens, obviously this is science fiction. However, I firmly believe that the first film in the Alien franchise is a horror film. Not only that, I actually believe, and I don't specifically have proof of this, but um, well, I kind of do. I'll mention it later. But for the most part, I believe that that was even the intention of the director um, to make a scary science fiction movie. And that's my point of calling it a horror film, not just saying that this movie has the personality of a horror film. This movie has the intentions of a horror film. I think that it was the intention of the storytellers, meaning everyone involved, the director, the people who wrote the film, the actors who are performing the story. Um, I think it's the intention to scare the audience. I don't see how anyone could look at Alien and not see that. Obviously, its, it's whole goal is to scare you. Other movies in the Alien franchise, not as much. This one, definitely. And I know a lot of people who grew up with this film, especially people who watched it for the first time as a kid, was in fact scared of this movie. Um, I have a memory. Before I had ever even seen Alien, I remember being a kid. This was sometime in the 80s. I don't know what year. And I remember listening to grown-ups in my family talk. You know, you're at a get-together, and then the kids kind of go off to their do their thing and the grown-ups are kind of huddled together doing their thing. Um, but I like to listen. I like to listen to grown-ups have their conversation. I remember hearing one of the grown-ups tell a story about how their kid recently attended a slumber party <laughs> and they had to go pick them up from the slumber party because at the slumber party they had screened Alien and they were, he was so scared, he, he had to come home. <laughs> and uh, I had not seen Alien yet, but even as a kid, I was attracted to horror films. So hearing this news, I went, ooh, 
I gotta see this movie. And when I finally saw it, it didn't disappoint. And this is one of those films that when I revisit it, it never disappoints. I have never seen Alien ever in my entire life and not been completely thrilled with it. Even though I know what's going to happen, I'm always impressed. How do you do that? How do you tell a story that's never boring, no matter how many times the viewer revisits the story, especially a story that is dependent on um, surprising the audience because you're not sure, at least the first time you watch the movie, when people are going to get killed, if those people are going to get killed, where is the killer? Um, once these surprises are removed because you memorized when the alien's going to pop up and who bites the dust when, how does that continue to be entertaining and thrilling? Well, because it is perfect filmmaking, which means, in my opinion, and I think this is an opinion that a lot of people share, Alien is on a very special list of films that I would consider a perfect film. It is art. It is cinema. I appreciate Alien far above just the simple thrill of, ooh, who's going to die? And where's the killer? Because that's something that I can get from a lot of horror films. But a lot of horror films have not reached the status of perfect film. But because of the beautiful cinematography, the perfect direction, the flawless performances by the cast, the gorgeous costume that the xenomorph has the special the practical special effects that hold up um the music across the board the pacing there's not one single flaw i can find in the movie and i'm not a kind of person that looks for flaws i only recognize them when they just kind of pop up and you know, they're obvious. This movie is perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. It is a perfect film. I enjoy it every time I see it. And as a horror movie fan, it seems obvious that I would prefer Alien above all the other films in the Alien franchise. So my favorite movie remains in this franchise, the first one, Alien. Not to mention, as I've probably mentioned in past podcast episodes, I am a sucker for most of the time, the beginning of film franchises. I like introducing characters. I like laying the foundation for building a world on top of it. And you are introduced to the rules and the lore and the concepts that the franchise is going to explore over the course of many films. Now, after the success of Star Wars in 1977, studios took notice. This is what the public want to see. So, of course, everyone wanted to rush out their science fiction movie. In 1978, we didn't get science fiction movies because 
no one expected the success of Star Wars, so they didn't have any science fiction movies to offer. That means they had to get hard at work at writing science fiction movies and making science fiction movies. And by 1979, we can finally start releasing the movies that were inspired by the success of Star Wars. And although many have tried, the only science fiction movie to come out in 1979 to make a dent was Alien. And of course, it did not come close to the success of Star Wars, but it was the only one to inspire a franchise that we're still talking about today. And I think in the, in the larger picture, Alien is definitely a very successful film franchise. This film is directed by Ridley Scott. This was Ridley Scott's second film he ever made after making a film called The Duelist, which I've never seen The Duelist, but I'd like to just because I like Ridley Scott. And The Duelist, um, I do know, stars Harvey Keitel, which I'm only bringing up because I find it interesting that, um, well, have you ever noticed that Ridley Scott, Martin Scorsese, and Quentin Tarantino's very first film star Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Who's that knocking on my door? Directed by Martin Scorsese and Reservoir Dogs, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Both star Harvey Keitel. Now, over the years, I've heard so many people describe Alien as a haunted house in space film. And I've never understood that because I don't feel like Alien feels like a haunted house movie. And to me, I think that the haunted house in space film compliment <laughs> should be given to the film Event Horizon, which I'm a big fan of. Ridley Scott has been quoted as saying he was trying to make the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of science fiction films. And I actually have an easier time seeing that as the more appropriate compliment to Alien. And I think that's proof that Ridley Scott was intentionally trying to make a horror film in space. Now, I do want to point out that in the opening credits of Alien, actor Tom Skerritt's name appears first on the screen before Sigourney Weaver. And I've always wondered if that was done on purpose to misdirect the audience who would see Tom Skerritt's name first and think, oh, he's going to be the lead. He's going to survive. And then there's the swerve that Sigourney Weaver was actually the survivor of the film. I've always wondered that. Now, um, before I move on to the next film, I just want to either remind you or teach you that in 2019, a high school in New Jersey did a production of Alien. And it was, did you ever watch it? It's on YouTube. It's really good. And there's no real like budget or um, special effects. It's just them using found objects to create the costumes and the effects and the sets for the film. And uh, it's really, really good. So I highly recommend searching for the high school production of Alien. Let's move on to the second film. In the year 1986, we got the first sequel to the film called Aliens. Ripley wakes up after having been in stasis for 57 years. She joins a group of Marines as an advisor to the planet she visited in part one to help them deal with their alien problem. While there, they discover that everyone who had been living on that planet 
as a terraforming colony has been wiped out, except for one little girl. Although armed with weapons this time, the Marines are still no match for the nasty aliens, which include a queen alien that lays the eggs. Ripley discovers that she was double-crossed by the Whalen yutani Corporation, who wanted to smuggle aliens back to Earth by having the creatures impregnate Ripley and the little girl known as Newt through the face-hugger creatures. But Ripley thwarts their evil plans, and with a little help from an android named Bishop and the sole surviving Marine, Colonel Hicks, Ripley and Newt managed to escape the planet while also taking out a whole bunch of alien eggs and the queen herself. This is the most popular film of the Alien franchise. I really like this movie as well. And I've noticed that there's always arguments on Twitter, especially about what movie is better alien or aliens and i think aliens is the more popular film um but i think it's just like there's no wrong answer i don't think it's fair to say one film is better than the other i think horror movie fans prefer alien and i think action fans prefer science uh prefer uh, aliens it's um they're all science fiction movies but um they all also kind of take on a strong personality of a different genre. And with Aliens, it's a science fiction movie that has the personality, personality of an action film or a war film, you know? So like Alien is a, is a sci-fi horror film and then Aliens is like a sci-fi action film. Um, this was directed by James Cameron, as we all know. This was James Cameron's third film behind his first film, Piranha 2, The Spawning and The Terminator. Ridley Scott had said he was never offered the opportunity to direct Aliens. His theory is he's aware that people regard him as difficult to work with, so he never got the chance. Um, initially, James Cameron didn't think it was possible to recreate the magic of the first film, so he decided to combine the horror of the first film with the action of his most recent film, The Terminator. Um, this movie has... A really great performance by um, Bill Paxton and <laughs> I don't need to sell you on that I think especially this is the movie that you've seen and know very well so you know how great he is in that film um, when I was a kid I actually saw this movie first I remember going to um, my family was visiting friends of the family we lived who lived like an, on a beach house, you know, I, I, I live in Hawaii. And um, what we were going to do is um, hang out and in the daytime, like, you know, go swimming and stuff like that. And then at night, you know, we'd watch um, movies, you know, um, the guy who lived there is like, oh, let's watch a movie from my, my VHS collection <laughs> from my movie collection. He didn't say VHS collection, <laughs> obviously, but it was the 80s. So it was VHS tapes. And um, he's like, oh, have you kids seen aliens so that's how i first saw aliens and um, i didn't see alien until a few years later but it didn't matter to me that i had not seen part one and i still think that although i'm a big um i i, I i'm a big you know fan of seeing movies in order for the first time but i think with 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 aliens especially if you're a kid <laughs> 
and I'm probably biased because this is my personal experience with the film, but um, you can watch it first and it, it doesn't take away from it. But uh, yeah, I totally respect people who prefer aliens. I respect people who, who, who like any movie as their favorite one in the franchise, but yeah, aliens, that's the one that everyone likes the most. And then in 1992, we got Alien 3. While in stasis, Ripley's spaceship uh, escape pod crash lands on a prison planet, a maximum security correctional facility of all male inmates. Ripley is the only one who survives the crash. Newt and Hicks die as there was a fire on the ship. Now that Ripley is awake and alive on the prison planet, she just has to wait for a rescue ship being sent by the Weyland-Yutani Corporation. However, a facehugger was on board Ripley's ship, and once free on the prison planet, it impregnates a dog, which results in the alien being born from the canine running around on four legs like a dog. The alien is killing prisoners, but when it has the opportunity to kill Ripley, it, it seems like it smells her because it gets close to her face and it declines. It lets her live. Ripley senses something is fishy about this and scans herself with her escape pod medical equipment and discovers that she has the embryo of an alien queen inside of her. Her mission is to not only kill the alien that is loose on the, the prison planet, but to kill herself after that's done and before the Whalen yutani Corporation arrive to make sure that the alien queen does not survive and make more aliens. Now, um, as we know, the Wayland yutani Corporation want her to survive. They know she's got the alien queen there and they want to bring her back to earth so they can have the alien queen for their biological weapons division. But as we know, Ripley succeeds in her mission. This is probably the least popular film in the Alien franchise, and yet I really like like this movie. I think it's very well done. Uh, this film was directed by David Fincher. This is David Fincher's debut film. Previously, he was mostly known as a music video director, having directed videos for George Michael, Paula Abdul, Aerosmith, Billy Idol, Michael Jackson, and Madonna. There is a version of Alien 3 known as the Assembly Cut, which is 37 minutes longer than the theatrical cut. And I remember watching it once, but I didn't really like it. So I prefer the theatrical cut, even though I'm aware that people who do like Alien 3 prefer the Assembly Cut. But maybe I'll give it another chance one day. Now, finally, in 1997, we got the last film in the Ripley saga, and that was Alien Resurrection. 200 years after Alien 3... Scientists clone Ripley from her blood samples so they can get the Ripley that had the queen alien embryo in her before she died. They remove the embryo and raise it and collect alien eggs. A group of mercenaries deliver abducted humans in stasis to the scientists so they can serve as hosts for the aliens. So they get themselves a bunch of aliens, but as expected, they can't control the aliens, so the aliens go on a killing spree on this space vessel. Now, the mercenaries join forces with the cloned Ripley to fight the aliens. There's more, but that's, you know, that's about the gist of it. 
Um, this is my least favorite of the Ripley saga, but I still like it. I think it's a fun popcorn movie entry in the Alien uh, franchise. And, um, you know, I remember when it came out, I was excited just because it was another opportunity to see it in the theater. You know, um, just one of those things that, you know, whenever a new Alien movie comes out, it's an opportunity to, to spend time in that world again. This was directed by... Jean-Pierre Jeannette. Now he is most mostly known as the director of the film Amelie, but at the time I knew him as the director of the very weird film City of Lost Children. He was the fourth choice behind three other directors who all declined, and in order those choices were Danny Boyle, Peter Jackson, and Brian Singer. Now since this film, we have gotten four more movies in the franchise, and that's Alien vs. Predator in 2004, Aliens vs. Predator Requiem in 2007, Prometheus in 2012, and Alien Covenant in 2017. What does the future hold for the franchise? Well, the plans are a third film in Ridley Scott's prequel trilogy and a new standalone Alien film. There, we've talked some Alien, and I thank you for listening to me babble about the Ripley saga. Thank you for spending time with me. Until the next time we talk movies, I hope you take care of yourself and each other. I love aliens. Do you love aliens? Maybe you should revisit the alien movies. Aloha.